Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the next team podcast episode 4. It's the same people joining you today and we have quite a lot to talk about. Even though it's been a relatively quiet week in football, uh some some big things have been happening so join us as we converse for the next hour or so. And uh yep, I want to start off by talking about Liverpool if that's okay with uh If you guys looking forward to it, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. Without wasting any time, right away, I want to start talking about Liverpool's horrendous week. Uh. Seven days ago, we lost. Uh. Four one to Man City at home. Uh. Thanks to two, maybe even three. Uh. Edison mistakes. Uh. I got the score correct, by the way. Just like to put it out there. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I fine. Should, I should have. Ah, well, yes. I should well have. Done, bet, well I should have bet my money on it. <laughs> fine. Check out episode three if you guys want to see Vikas being a Nostradamus. Being a, a Nostradamus. <laughs> yep. And uh, if that wasn't enough, uh, last night they they lost three uh, one to Leicester as well. And uh, again, Alison making a mistake. So. Uh, come on, guys. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, as a Liverpool fan, I have uh, I have only one thing to say. I'm disappointed, but you know, clop out. It happens. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I have guys. something to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, <clears throat> please. Yeah. So, um, usually Liverpool is over the few years. You know, Klopp has taken over them. You don't really need mm-hmm. associate them with. Uh, Defensive frailties, especially in the last two seasons, uh, they always look quite yep. assured at the back. But in yep. just these last two games, it's like it's like fifteen, sixteen Liverpool, honestly. Yeah, like the vibes yep. is there. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, it's just not something yep. I expected. Honestly, I did not expect yep. that to be a problem for you guys this season. Yeah, and the thing about fifteen, sixteen Liverpool is fifteen, sixteen Liverpool always outscored our opponents. But the problem is the attack is misfiring now. Yeah, so, yeah, that's like, true. You can't you yeah. you can't rely on more than one goal. You can't rely on more than one goal for the from from the attackers per <coughs> game. So I mean, I that th- is really hurting us. <coughs> I think I'll, I'll so. Is I think is fifteen sixteen Liverpool without the good parts and all the bad parts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a more concentrated version of fifteen sixteen Liverpool. Yeah, no, I think like to be uh, fair, right? The goal you guys caught was quite a nice goal. I mean, we were all watching it live. I was. Pretty taken aback by uh, Fabinho's skill, considering the fact that he is out of form. I mean, okay, to be fair, he missed a point blank chance, but <laughs> yeah, but that's. I I still don't get how you can blame that on him. By the way, that was an incredible save. Uh, that's an incredible save, but the thing is, right, point blank Premier League striker, no matter what, he will get criticized if he doesn't score from point blank range, lah. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, I, 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 have, to, I have to. Yeah, I have to side with Vikas. Ah. I feel you should be scoring from there. It, yeah. It's. You you just imagine how big the goal is, and then there's one pump, and you manage to hit that one pump. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like. And to be honest, score. right, you guys like even both games, even the City game and the Leicester game, right? I think you guys were in the game, apart from your. Def- if, okay, I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but uh, if you guys didn't make those uh, defensive mistakes, like it's not mm-hmm. because like the out. I'm just saying it's not because the the op- opponents outplayed you by any means, lah. Like, it's more of. Your own doing rather than the opponents doing something special. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, right. yeah. I mean, it's kind of shocking considering the fact that you guys have been coping 
pretty well until the last two game weeks. I mean, yeah, you guys had some blips in blips here and there, but it seemed like you guys will finish or at least give a nice title challenge. But I mean, now even Klopp himself has ruled it out, lah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean it's, we are going nowhere near the title. He just this, he just looks like a ball of depression now, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, share quite a shag week for him, lah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, if if you are listening and you didn't know, uh, Klopp lost his uh his mum earlier this week. Uh, so yeah, that's what that's what Vikas is saying when he's had a he's had quite a bad week. So, yeah, it I can't imagine it'll be easy on him, but uh, you know. This game demands a strong mentality, and you know, hopefully, Klopp gets through it. Ah, uh, anyone? Ah, uh, ah, uh, Tarun, do you have anything to say on? Ah, uh, I really don't want to, <laughs> but you have to. But you have yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to, don't I? I don't know lah. Okay, I mean, I agree with Pikas that both City and Leicester, we were actually we were in the game for a good bit of it. Yeah, and then I really think seventy individual... minutes. I think we were in both games for about seventy minutes. <laughs> yeah, I I really think the individual mistakes cost us both times. Maybe we could have gotten a result otherwise. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I mean you have to give uh, Leicester and City credit where it's due for being able to uh, make good on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know to be able to use the mistake to their advantage, of course. But uh, ultimately, I feel like we did give them some very easy goals. Which is not like us. So maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a mentality thing that's uh, you know is fundamentally going wrong. I, I just like but to ask. The, sorry, okay, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, but the more we go into this spiral, the harder it's going to be to get out of it. That's the that's the main issue at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need a solid result to you know bounce get our feet back on the ground. Yeah, and uh, maybe start to bounce back, make a top four challenge. Because as it stands, we might end up what sixth, I think, at the end of the game week. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, and sixth. Yeah, maybe worse. Yeah, maybe worse. Hopefully, worse. The, the next game is uh, the Merseyside South derby. Uh, so if there's oh, ever a time oh to, my God. to respond. Okay, I, can I just say I'm absolutely not looking forward to that. Uh, I we am, have enough injured yeah. players as, as it is. <laughs> Big DCL scoring the winner on the 19th of February. I can just see it. Uh. Yeah, I can just yeah. see it. Uh. I can see I can see Duncan Ferguson and, going absolutely crazy on the touchline. <laughs> <laughs> while while Don Carlo sips his coffee. Oh my god. This is I it's oh, please. Oh no. Anything, oh no, I can see it too clearly and then Klopp will just be smiling at the sidelines. <laughs> is it Enfield, right? Is it Enfield, right? I have no idea honestly. At this point does it does it make a difference? No, no. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't what make I was going to say is what I was going to say is they haven't won at Enfield since the 90s. Mm. Oh, oh, now is the God. best time for them to do it actually. That that does not make me any less yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, it makes me more nervous. Yeah. Mm. Well, oh, no, can you imagine the 90s? Everton fans? Can you imagine Everton fans if they win? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Well, actually I, was, I wanted to ask like you know yesterday's mistake right? Like I mean we all watched it together like uh, the Allison mm. and uh, Kabak. Can I just say that was that was a very big mistake on my part. Oh, uh, should never have come to watch it with you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's a mistake <laughs> oh that's a mistake ah, I see ah, it's, uh, we should do it okay. more often by the way yeah, <laughs> and, uh, what, my question is actually like whose fault do you think that uh, error was like is it Ellison's fault or is it uh, Kabak's fault or is it a combination of uh, both Who, whose ball is it first of all uh, I, for me personally I think it's a keeper's ball because 
she can yeah, see personally this. I would also say it's a keeper's ball especially yeah. considering Ellison was playing very high the whole game so I mean Correct. he should be coming out but collected. okay at the same time right, as a centre back I know that those kind of uncertain balls played on top I, I okay personally I would just clear it up to the sideline which is what I think Kabak was trying to do and maybe mm-hmm. he didn't hear his keeper shout or something but I mean if you guys did any of the Liverpool fans actually like watch the analysis or something like whose fault was it did they, did Ellison give a shout because I think now we don't even have crowds in the stands. Like we would hear Alison shout mine. La. Personally, I didn't hear uh-huh. it. I, I mean, if, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't hear anything from Yeah, Alison. I don't I don't think there was any communication. Between there was zero communication. Yeah, Kabak was completely completely yeah. watching the ball. He, he only knew Alison was there when he turned around and they collided. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I, I even be coming out of his... I think, I think it's fine for Alison because Alison is... Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, I know his mistakes, but he's pretty good with his feet, yes. la, In general, that, that's what he does, la. I mean, that's yeah, his. Playing that's style. his style of play, and modern keepers. Because nowadays, ultimately, the thing yeah. is, he's the one covering the back when we play a high line, which is, I mean, all the time. So he's the one who is covering the space in be- behind the defenders. So that's what he was doing, but there was a there was the miscom, and mm. that's what happened, la. So yeah. So personally, I would blame the keeper for not communicating properly because Kabak is a new guy. He just came in. Uh, yeah, maybe he's a long term solution. That but he didn't need to have <laughs> oh, come no. out of the box. Actually. Like, no man, like he didn't need to have. No la, I think I think it's fine because like the modern day keeper nowadays is like, is is a sweeper keeper. Like typically the best keepers in the world, like, like Edison, Ellison, and uh, I mean Neuer, Neuer. All these guys, all these guys but are going to come out of the line, and they are very confident on the ball. They are very confident with their feet. And yeah, uh, it's it's uh, especially yeah. important for a team that plays a high line. Because you can't expect the defenders to be backtracking to collect these kind of balls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So for me, uh, I want to weigh in on this. I. Okay. So I'll admit, yesterday when I when I when I saw the uh, when I saw the mistake, I thought it was actually Kabak's fault. But now I feel like they have to share the blame. Uh, actually, no. I I feel the blame falls a bit more on Ellison because. He can see Kabak going for the ball. Even if you shout, Kabak, Kabak's eyes on the ball. Hmm. And Edison can see Kabak. At, uh, I'm pretty sure if Edison had just stayed put, Kabak would have cleared the ball. Uh. Like, I, I, I don't mean to shit on Edison. I, I, I love Edison. But uh, <laughs> I, I just, from like thinking on it, uh, like since yesterday, I feel that's the, uh, I feel that's the situation, at least in my opinion. Uh. So I think... Uh, Ellison has to take more of the the responsibility, and I also feel that as a keeper, you're supposed to command the back line, and as if as a keeper, you're not doing that, then you've already failed. You've already made your first mistake. If there's a miscommunication in the back line between you and a defender, it falls on the keeper because the defender can't see what, uh, can't see what the keeper is doing. Correct? The keeper is supposed to organize the line. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's ultimately, true. it's, yeah, it's yeah, ultimately yeah, down yeah, to. I completely agree with what you say. Ultimately, like if I'm if I'm because I'm I've played okay I'm okay I'm talking as if I'm a <laughs> professional player lah but and if I don't hear a shout from my keeper right my natural tendency as a centre back will be to clear the ball I'll just keep my eyes yeah everyone yeah it, yeah that's the thing I mean yeah, whether it's everyone a, does that whether it's a successful clearance or not is another thing lah but I I will try <laughs> to clear it lah that, that's what I'm saying yeah so I yeah, think yeah that, that so, is def- for me personally I I feel that's Alison's fault lah he should take more. Yeah, Come on. I, I but not fully. I I feel uh, Kabak also has like is partially to blame, but not as much as Ellison. Mm. I I I would not even put any blame uh, I I think Kabak is just watching the ball trying to do his job, and he didn't hear anything from Ellison. So 
I I do not see mm-hmm. any problem with that. And especially he's playing his first game. He's not really like he's only had a few training sessions with the Liverpool team. So as a senior mm-hmm. player you expect Alisson to actually take take charge and actually in fact he sh- he should be the one guiding the the young guy la. He shouldn't be the yeah. other way around la. That's what Because I was I was surprised he started in the first place. Huh? I thought it'd be Ned Phillips or something like that. Honestly, I mean apart from that he was having a pretty decent game la. I didn't think he was bad per se or anything. He he wasn't like But he was frankly he was the reason for it. Also the, played uh kind of remember who played him outside for the third goal which is Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean that itself yeah, is a controversial uh, decision, right? The onside thing. No, 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 not no, the, the, not the VAR one. Oh, the, the, the third goal. The third, oh, third goal. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. yeah, I thought talking about the first one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's still very new, lah. So he's going to take some time to adjust. I just, I feel like maybe Leicester wasn't the right game to throw him into the mix here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Ned Phillips has been playing brilliantly. Ah, uh, like, yeah, but Klopp is in like a damned if you do, damned if you do situation. I've. We played Ned Phillips and we lost, and everyone was be like, "Why he didn't? Why yeah, he didn't yeah, pick yeah, up?" That's, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, we can talk about this till the cows come home, lah. But I, I feel that you know, at the end of the day, it's down to the eleven players on the pitch, and I just don't, I don't know what they are doing, ah, because Kabak mm. uh, the third goal. Okay, to be fair, I mean he's. I don't really think Schalke play the the offside trap system, which Liverpool play a lot, like, uh, and that like it. It requires a lot of timing, so uh, I don't really hold it against Kabak uh, that he's like he's been thrown into the mix, and then I don't expect him to not make any mistakes against Leicester of all sides. So uh, it's fine. I can give a free pass for that. As when the more experienced players fail to step up, and the more experienced players like make mistakes, it's a bit harder to accept. Uh, especially when, like I thought this was like this was supposed to be over. Like the goal. The goalkeeping, like Liverpool's goalkeeping woes, was supposed to be over. So, so why is this happening? Yeah, like directly resulted in four goals in two matches, like from Ellison. So it's it's not like um, I don't know. Something's I w- I won't say something's going on, but I think his head's not in the right space, right? Like yeah, I mean, yesterday if if it wasn't in the right space yesterday, it certainly isn't now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe do you think maybe and he should be dropped for It's game? bad because yeah. he was actually having a pretty good game I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean he even oh, pulled off amazing save. Oh my god, that save. Yeah, some we watched it live. Fantastic uh, saves. Uh. Yeah, to the yeah. Mean, to the general public we ex- all of us actually watched the game live yesterday like together. And uh yeah, I mean <laughs> the, the I mean after seeing and I think that save he made was after the Kabak and Edison mistake. Right, if I'm uh-huh. if to correct yeah, me, yeah, wrong. So. It was right after that. It was after the mistake. So I mean, I don't think is he. He's still a fantastic keeper, lah. I mean, he's just going through a blip in form. I think everyone does go through that bad patchy period. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's just something that generally greater play, great players, right? They overcome these kind of uh, patches in form. It's more of a mentality thing, lah. And I have no doubt that Ellison will come back stronger. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I for for me as a United fan, I mean, I hope this uh, goes on as long as it can. But huh. <laughs> yeah, lah, uh, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, maybe. so predictable. <laughs> let's let's also not take credit away from Leicester. I think they were deserving, in a the sense, they were like po- they were very poaching and like way away. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah. You want to move on to the uh, next result? Uh yeah no just give me a moment I uh wanna talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Just it's a quick one. Okay, sure. Uh, most losses of possession by a player in a single Premier League match this season. Uh, 
in third place we have Trent Alexander-Arnold with 38 times against Southampton on the 4th <laughs> of Jan. Okay. In second place we have Trent Alexander-Arnold with, <laughs> with 39 losses of possession versus Burnley 21st Jan. <laughs> and in first place we have 45 losses in possession Trent Alexander-Arnold versus Leicester City Beautiful. yesterday. Beautiful. Are you serious? I think this yeah. this stat is a bit skewed though for me. Yeah, I honestly thought say, he was having a decent game. No, because when they say loss of possession, right, every time you cross a ball and it doesn't meet a Liverpool player, it's considered a loss of possession. And, and the way Liverpool plays, they have to make like a lot of crosses. So, okay. the stat kind yeah, of skews fair, the... Fair. No, fair. Yeah. But fair I, point. The, I feel uh, like 45 my, is my, my, my counter-argument to you will be, why are you still crossing if it clearly isn't working? But okay, yeah, but isn't that isn't that how the fullbacks play? That's how yours. That's a side of They do, play, but right? you're supposed to change it, right? I mean, you can't like if you if you don't have the key to a door, you 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 can't keep bashing it and then expect it to fall down or some shit, right? You 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 can't like bash through the door. They're supposed to find a a key to the lock. So but I think like, that's supposed to find a to, solution so, right? to the problem. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, that's his strength, but. So if you keep using you're supposed strength, to, it's good for the if team. You're, if, you're such a, if you're such a good player in, in such a world-class team, you're supposed to find a solution. You find a way around the problem. Like, we can blame the system till the cows come home, but after... Okay, so, uh, it, Pramod, what you say, I think it will be valid if you were saying this uh, on the 4th of Jan. If I'm saying this after Trent's game versus Southampton. They can be like, oh, okay, the system, uh, what cause of the system? Uh, I mean, you can say that. Uh, sorry, I talked in Tamil, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> uh, then, but now, there's been two other occasions where he's he's lost even more possession. Uh, sorry, he's lost possession even more times. So, the, at that point, that ex- the excuse is, is not valid because you're not learning from your mistakes. Not him as a player, but I'm saying like the mm. team in general. Mm. So, I'm just using Trent as an example, uh. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, please, please stats, use more such the examples. stacked against him uh, this this season. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else to say? If not, I'll move on. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the the Champions League and Europa League for for this week. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, what's up? I think we need to talk about the City <laughs> result also, lah. Which city result? Like yes, oh, the Tottenham, Tottenham City. Yeah. The one this morning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tottenham City. Yeah, I mean, yeah. briefly. Like, I mean, City yeah. won 3 0. I mean, what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, yeah, which I mean, just. I mean, Gunduan is playing fantastically well. Like, uh, just putting it out there. Like, I think last week we had the shout of underrated play. I think now he's properly rated now. Like, I think people can actually see what a <laughs> good player he is. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's, he's having a blinder, man. Yeah. And Spurs are playing. Uh, I think Arjun can describe this better. <laughs> How are Spurs playing? Tell uh, me, my man. I mean, yeah, they are a bit of a nothing team right now. I mean, <laughs> if 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 Ouch. Kane and Son don't perform, then it's it's over for them basically. I mean, Kane hit the post with the free kick. Oh yeah, that's very sick. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's them relying on uh, individual brilliance. <laughs> yeah, Pramod, your passwords are. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's. It's not looking good for my man, Jose yeah. Mourinho. Actually, yeah, true. Actually, I realised that. Arjun actually yeah. has a point. Like, Spurs mm. actually, because of their style of play under Mourinho, like, it, to be honest, Mourinho is, <laughs> coming to think of it, Mourinho relies a lot on individual moments of brilliance. Yeah. He yeah, does. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, their good form was mostly because of uh, Kane and Sun's ability to constantly yeah. produce. And 
you you yeah. just can't rely on those players over an uh, entire season. And so now yeah. we're seeing that dip in form. And because they don't really have a proper style of play as to mm. like so as to say, now they don't really yeah. have a plan to go about to solve this problem. So they are just they're looking around for solutions but they don't have any because they didn't ever really plan for it. They just thought, okay, Kane will score one goal. Sun will score one goal next week. Yeah, next yeah, week yeah. it will be the other way. Maybe a goal yeah. from Endombele some sometimes, and then yeah, that's it. <laughs> sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think yeah. it's more to do with their defensive frailty. Like for the Mourinho team, right? They need to have a very solid backline. Yeah, that's true. And, that's true. That that is essential for his system to work. And at the moment, for some reason, like the players just aren't cutting it. I don't think they're particularly bad players per se. I think like I think Alderweireld was a very good player under Poch. Yeah, that's when they very mounted true. their uh, title challenge. I forgot which season exactly, but I would I, I would say right, uh, Hoichberg is actually a, a fantastic signing for them. Uh. Even oh, even yeah, if, right. even yeah. with the form that they're in, right, he is very very important to the way they play. Like mm-hmm. like a lot of the times that they score, right, you will notice that Hoichberg was the guy who broke up the play to give us mm-hmm. to give them the opportunity in the first place. True. So yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I saw his tackle stats pretty high up in the league. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they do have. I think they did have a very good summer in terms of recruitment. It's just now they have to move on from relying on just two players and involve yeah. more of the players in their way they attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I that's, think that's they something. Need a, I think they need a Van Dyke like player at the back, like a really established centre back, for them to actually go to the next level. Like I think they might win a trophy this season, like one of the cups. They are the Carabao Cup final, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think what they're playing against. Uh, they're playing against City, so yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's happening. But I okay. honestly, knowing Mourinho, I I think he can pull it off. Like, I, I yeah, can I mean that's it. true. But it's he, the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's their it's their trophy. For me, yeah. I I think it's for, City's I, trophy. Yeah. Sorry. Isn't City it owns that. Basically, owns City's that trophy, trophy at this point. It is, but Mourinho is Mourinho. He wins stuff somehow. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I can actually see him licking it, lah. Is is the is the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object, ah? <laughs> the curse of Spurs <laughs> so against if, Mourinho. Yeah, just wondering if Spurs finished sixth, but they won the Carabao Cup, would this be a good season for them? I no. think it. I think any trophy. I think any trophy. They haven't won a no, trophy not since. The, like, no, surely not. <laughs> the they, they surely they cannot be happy with the players they have at their disposal. You have. Arguably the best striker in England, like a out and out striker, traditional striker in England, and you have a a brilliant attacking mid or a wide player in Son, and you how can you be happy with sixth and? Uh, but the thing is, Cup? for for a lot of tournaments, yeah. they haven't seen a yeah. trophy. Yeah, yeah. Think about yeah. it. So in the it's an extremely big thing already. For them, Mourinho yeah. was brought to one win a trophy. He wasn't. So okay, win, so yeah. it's a case of so so it's a case of being happy with what they get. Yeah, because silverware. At the end but of they could days, have yeah, gotten so much more. They they could, they could have actually been like they could have actually gotten so much more. True. But it's just a case of they. they, they <coughs> at this they point, they won't sack Mourinho if he wins a trophy. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, they trophy won't. Trophy is good enough. Sack yeah. him, lah. Right. Yes. Honestly, the way I things are going, they might. Know, like, I don't think he's that far away from getting a sack. Like, how much patience do you think the board like? They were they had Poch for five years and they were willing to give him the axe. How long do you think Mourinho is going to take them to sack Mourinho? I yeah. don't think it's that and, long. And and quick and 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 it's it's even worse when, uh, quick success is kind of your entire identity. Mourinho is a three season manager. He comes yeah. in, he wins yeah. you a couple of trophies, and then at the third season, he gets axed. So. Uh, 
like so when you when it's not working at the first season it, it doesn't bode well for the next two seasons yeah. so uh, in that case Mourinho is at even more of a disadvantage than other managers <laughs> because you 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 are supposed to like he he's had a he already has a transfer window he's already had a transfer window so like uh, when you hire that kind of like is is he's a very you hire him for a very specific thing and if it's not done then you need to cuz if you stick with him you're just wasting the next two years you can have another i mean uh, circling back to it i don't even think they should have sacked pochettino in the first place but that is i mean yeah that's a debate for another day la idiots <laughs> i feel like a lot of the players that are still there uh, are still kind of salty about the poch sacking Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Because they do really th- trusted th- him th- as a manager. Do you think Delhi Ali is being treated unfairly? Like at this oh, point, he's yes. a he's a yes. wor- he's still a very good player. Like I mean, he may- maybe his attitude. I mean, I saw the if you guys watch the the Spurs documentary on Amazon Prime, right? Like the you see first training session, right? He calls Delhi Ali lazy, like straight away, straight off the bat. But he for he has a resurgence in form under Mourinho, like uh, towards the. second half of the season and then for some reason this season he just doesn't start he's nowhere to be found like i i personally feel it's he's the kind of player they re- need they need right now especially when as arjun pointed out they actually rely on individual moments of brilliance and he's yeah. one such player who can provide their creative spark and like he can actually take the game but who do you take up from their team to to put i don't think he's a he's a hard worker though i think mourinho yeah, is not what a, i mean is like he's a like kind of player who can provide you the individual moments of brilliance at least give get him off the bench like that's what i'm saying you don't have to start him per se maybe he's not going to fit your system but he will he can he doesn't play 90 minutes he can just come in the second half yeah he did he did come on against city oh, yesterday oh he did as did bale oh sorry I think uh, he did okay, I, i didn't i'm not i didn't really check the subs but uh from what i feel okay at least for the, for the major major part of the season he wasn't playing is what i'm saying and mm. to me that's yeah. a play of his quality shouldn't be on not he's not even in the he most of the time he's not even in the like the squad itself like that's what i'm saying i'm very and confused as to crime. what they really want to do with him because he wants to leave in he wanted to leave in the january transfer window but then they yeah. didn't want to let him go but he doesn't play So so what are you doing with the player then? <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like crazy. what's the point? Yeah. You might as well let him go. Yeah, they want they want to find else. a replacement for him but they can't find a replacement. So they just keep But him. he doesn't even get he's not even involved in the squad that much. So is there really is he really someone I, that I, needs to be replaced? I'm not he's sure. expendable at this point. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. Huh? True. Okay, right. Uh if you guys have uh if you guys have said enough, I mean it's already going to be half an hour into the podcast. So <laughs> so much for keeping it short to keep it moving. <laughs> This is going to be Yeah, yeah, we seriously need to keep it moving. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's move, let's move, let's yeah. move. Uh I want to talk about uh UCL and uh UEL uh UEL uh Europa League. Uh Yeah, UEL is correct. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. It just sounds weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to okay. talk about the Champions League and uh Europa League. Uh Let's just have some uh, score predictions. Oh, oh, why don't we hear one prediction from one person per match? Eh, no, not per match. One prediction from one per person. Yeah, per match. What the hell? Uh, Monchen Gladbach versus Man City. Who wants to take a Who wants to take a gander at what the guess? Uh, what the score will be? I think it's going to be a thrashing. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pramod, go on. Just throw a number out there. Maybe f- minimally two digits. No, I'm kidding. But like, okay, let's say. F- Five, five. Five, nil. <laughs> okay, five nil. Five nil. We we have to breeze past that <laughs> that two digit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love you, Brahmo. Anyway, uh, up next, uh, Atletico versus Chelsea. Who wants to take that? Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, go on. Uh, I'll say three one to Atletico. Ooh, 
good shot yeah, to yeah. Atletico. Yes, sir. Yeah, that seems fair. To, yeah, okay, they are on route to winning fair. the La Liga. It's actually a very good. Yeah, dude, Suarez yeah, has so. has become like a beast again. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Okay, all the he players that okay, they let go are, are playing them well. Rakitic and Sevilla just scored against them in the <laughs> in the cover. It's damn funny. Yeah. It's just unlucky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is, is it okay if I take Leipzig versus Liverpool? Yes, <laughs> go for okay. it. Okay, come on. Uh, Leipzig really versus good. Liverpool, I am... Uh, <laughs> I've predicted <laughs> Liverpool to... Having seen what they did to United, I, it's quite I, a worry. I, I can see the meme, <laughs> I can see the meme intro coming in, really. Come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the intro for next week is is, is getting ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I've begged Liverpool to win the last two times and they've lost. So this time I'm gonna back Leipzig, Leipzig in the hopes that Liverpool will win somehow. I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah, okay, yeah, we have a misfiring attack. Okay, yeah, three-one uh, Leipzig. Whoa. That's my oh, that's my prediction. The old reverse jinx yeah, trick, eh? Big call. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna uh, skip us. Uh, they're gonna kick us while we are down. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, I wanna before I touch on the Barca and PSG match, I wanna touch on the Europa League first, and then I'll, I'll circle back to Barca versus PSG because that's a big game. So uh, Europa League, Real Sociedad versus Man United. Come on, resident United fans, who wants to take that? I'll take it. Uh, since uh, Pramod okay, took City. Oh, I, go on. I, I can see us losing this. Uh, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I do not score, know. Why. Score. I, I I can score see us botting it. Uh, I think two one to Sociedad. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, Okay, um, my <laughs> Arsenal fan. Come on, Arjun. Uh, yes. Benfica versus Arsenal. 5-0. Uh, I mean, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, there's two legs, right? So uh, <laughs> No, we just call the first leg. Like, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we just so call the, the first leg. The first leg, leg is being played in, uh, I think, Greece, if I'm not wrong. Uh, eh? At Olympiakos oh, Stadium, right, uh, the oh, stadium that we got knocked out. Uh. Okay, okay, okay. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think some memes okay. are about to happen uh. Okay, but I I'll I'll back my team. I'll back my team because I I don't think Benfica are doing that well as well. So another uh, okay. another potential meme content. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way I phrased it was for the memes. Honestly, uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say two one to Arsenal. Okay lah, two one to Arsenal. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, circling back to the Champions League, there's a big game. Uh, Barcelona versus PSG. Uh, and uh, all of us are gonna give our score predictions for this. So uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Vikas. Vikas, you can give your prediction. Keep in mind, Neymar is not playing. Oh yeah, yes. Mm. His sister's birthday party to get to. Yes, a birthday party to get to. <laughs> I think I think Barca will actually bounce back from their poor league form, and they uh-huh. will take the first match two zero. But I see PSG winning the overall tie. Two zero okay. to two zero the first leg for Barca. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go next? Uh, I will I'll, take it. I can. Okay, sure. Yeah, I go first. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I would say one nil for PSG. Mm. Oh. Okay. One nil PSG. Okay. Okay. Pramod. Okay. So for me, right, this match stands out because I remember the six one. You know, they remember the six one. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know for some. So for some reason, I don't see these clubs being at the zenith of what they were at that time after losing uh-huh. the front three. So and without Neymar and stuff. So. I don't think it'll be a, as as entertaining lah. And you see people like Ricky Puig and like I don't know what's the other guy Ansu Fati. I don't think they are at the <laughs> level of Suarez and whoever. So mm-hmm. I don't see it being a very high scoring match. But I I I agree with Vikas. Overall, I think PSG probably will beat Barca. But I think yeah, maybe Barca will score like one goal in the first leg. Maybe one okay. in the, yeah. 
Okay. Arjun? I think it will be... I don't think it's going to... Be, yeah, I agree with Pramod. I don't... They're not really at the height of their powers right now, Barca. And yep. PSG, uh, without Neymar, they might struggle. But I still think okay. PSG have the edge. So I'll go 2-1 PSG. Okay. Uh, yep, it's me, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the exact same thing. I'm going to say 2-1 PSG. Even though there's no Neymar, there's, they still have Mbappe and uh, Di Maria. And then Di Maria still plays for them, right? Like, yeah. As in, does he yeah, start? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so they still have these kind of players. And I think ba- uh, Barcelona have been notorious Champions League flops in the past few years. So I yeah. I don't see it changing. Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. That that uh, just about covers it for the Champions League and Europa League uh, predictions, let's say. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, I know this might seem a bit sudden, but... Uh, if you guys remember the, if you guys remember the Liverpool loss to Man City, uh, you, you notice. I mean, Gundogan was amazing, but another player that uh, really deserves a lot of credit is a certain Phil Foden, absolutely ripped our defense to shreds. Uh, that has uh, opened up a very good avenue for conversation. Uh, who is the best under twenty three player in the league? Let's discuss about that for a while. So, uh, who wants to start off? I'll go last. Seriously? Silence, silence. Brilliant. I'll go last because I got some... You just speak lah. Like. No, 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 no. Not me first. Not me first. <laughs> there's, there's... What is going on? Absolutely not. Why not we start I'm with not our, our resident uh, very... Liverpool fan? Who? Mm. Uh, Tarun, Tarun is it? Tarun, Tarun. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Tarun, start first. I mean, I, I obviously my first option would be Trent, uh-huh. but I think it feels a bit too obvious. So I would go with Curtis Jones. Mm. I okay, maybe he's not the best U twenty three player in the league, but I think he's a he's starting to really come into his own uh, as a good option. Yeah, for Liverpool coming off the bench or you know even starting, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's been good in recent matches. I would say. He's had a maybe not the best couple of weeks recently, but yeah, he's uh, he's good. He's adding a new dynamic to our side because he's a very direct kind of player. He's uh, he takes the ball, he runs with the ball, which which is you know it's it's nice to see from our midfield. Uh, other than that, it tends to be quite flat sometimes, and this is a nice new dynamic that I enjoy watching. So that's mm-hmm. my vote for. Uh, again, probably not the best U23 player in the league, but uh, it's probably my favourite. He's mm-hmm. actually under 21, so you have a lot of time to improve. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Really yeah, that works. Yeah. And and with that goes uh, all the Liverpool options, because you can't say Trent. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can still say <laughs> Trent. No, you, you can say Trent. I mean, when I'm saying you can't say Trent, I mean, it's too, like, cliche or... Cliche, I mean, <laughs> especially after he like, gave that stat, I don't think you can say it. <laughs> He's the best player <laughs> in the world. What? So if you say he's the best yeah. under 21, it's quite... Uh, okay. Uh, up next. Who wants to go next? Mm, I can go. Arjun, Arjun. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, so my choice is James Justin from uh, Leicester, actually. Mm. Mm, yeah. Ah, yes. yeah, he's 22. And uh, yeah, he's... Yeah, I didn't expect him to be that good. Uh. I know, like... He had a very good patch of form when he came in. But I thought that's just something that happens when new players come into the side. But yeah, he's more more than 
well like more than competent enough to fill up that gap Chilwell left after he left for Chelsea mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he's he's the modern fullback uh. he can he can attack he can defend and uh, he's very good at staying wide and, and finding those key uh, moments to overlap and yeah he's got a very good chemistry with the wide players at Leicester so yeah yeah he's uh, I think he's Does a player he, that is, is he a right back or he's, he's, right he's a right back but he's he he has played wow. at either position that's, the, that's another right back for he, England yeah, but <laughs> he's injured is, right the, now right he's, he, the thing is he plays at left back more often now because Ricardo Pereira is back and then of course Castain the guy they designed from Atalanta also oh, so I yeah. feel like long term he will be the left back option okay good point mm. yeah so he's, yeah, that's so yeah he, he's injured he's right he's, season, right yeah, yeah he's, I think he's out for the season most likely mm-hmm. yeah. that's unlucky or oh, ACL yeah, is it Yeah, but yeah, ACL. Yeah, but yeah, he's a okay. he will be a very important player for them uh, if he can, mm. if he can mm. solidify. Yesterday, yesterday they play without him and they still look quite solid. Yeah, actually. yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah would, Ricardo, Ricardo Pereira played right uh, left back, right? That's Amati, yeah. I think. Amati, Amati played, played right back. Amati played right, then uh, Ricardo went to left. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they were they were still fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's keep it moving. Who's next? Mm, I can go lah. Okay, go on. Okay, so for me, I I believe that. I should be the voice of the center backs being a center back myself and uh whoa yes and uh one such player is uh, Wesley Fofana from also okay. Leicester so yeah. yeah I think Fofana was brought in as a good young player one for the future and I don't think Leicester actually saw him uh starting for them when they signed him from San Etienne I think he they paid quite a bit of money for him I'm not sure exactly what they paid but um the thing is since uh, so injury injury i mean he's back now but the time he was injured i thought uh, forfana had a fantastic run of fixtures and uh, he actually has been solid for them at the back and he's so showing maturity beyond his years and yeah. the fact that lester actually third in the league right now has a lot to do with his uh, defensive prowess and uh, yeah i think it's he's been fantastic his uh, i think one stat that actually stands out for me was his interceptions He's made a uh, 41 interceptions in the league, and he's seventh overall, and mm-hmm. actually the best uh, for Leicester itself. So I think for okay. a young player to come in and do that, and he's played about 16 games uh, this season, and where Leicester have mm. played 24 to so far, uh, and he's played 16 of them, and he's been part of nine of those wins, and uh, I think he's definitely played a big, big role. He's like what 20 right now, and he's definitely one to watch, and maybe someone United can. Possibly sign for our long-term yeah. backline. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, and wait uh, for them to jack up the price to another eighty million. You yeah. heard it. You hear. You heard it here <laughs> first. They folks. made a profit by selling us Maguire. They got so into. Yep. <laughs> and then this guy. Everyone is linked to United. No, no, no. I'm not having this. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, who's left is me and Bravo yeah. left. Yeah. Is it? Hmm. Okay, so uh, I am going to go for Pedro Neto from Wolves. Mm. Wow, that was mine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Ho. it's okay. Like, go, suck. go. Suck it. <laughs> I go more. It's okay. Let's go. I got uh, so okay. So there's two reasons. Basically, uh, the first reason being he's a brilliant player. He's he's not even 21 yet. Second reason being my choice was Wesley Fofana and Vikas just took it. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so Pedro Neto, but uh, this guy, he's, he's seriously something. Uh, so uh, Jimenez has, uh, as we all know, he has uh, he suffered a fractured skull and he's uh, out for most of the season. I doubt he'll return this season. And uh, 
they they sort of uh, piled all their expectations on Fabio Silva the 18 year old uh, mm. quote and quote wonder kid and uh, of of course he's 18 years old he's misfiring a lot uh, he's you know you can't expect him to carry the team on his shoulders but uh, somehow Neto is uh, is sort of uh, easing that burden on the rest of the team is playing brilliantly so uh, he leads the team uh, he leads wolves in pass completion rate uh, and chances created uh, assists crosses and pass attempts in the attacking third uh, and within the league only only jack grillish has created more chances from the left wing mm. so that's that's more than so you know what other left wing players do you know Rashford, let's not Sani, talk about money <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, sterling sterling mm. yeah So he's he's, he's and he and he doesn't turn twenty one for for another two months if I'm not wrong. So he's 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 uh, I have no idea how this guy is flying so low under the radar, but it's crazy. Like I, think, I couldn't believe. I think because Wolves aren't particularly fantastic this season as they were previously. So like yeah, they yeah, sort, it's probably they sort of don't come yeah. under the spotlight as much. Maybe like you yeah. know like teams like I'm, Sheffield I'm, and Wolves last season we were taking note of like a lot of their players like. Dean Henderson was one standout from Sheffield and uh, a lot of the young players like Ruben Neves and Wolves were like standing out last season. So I think this season you don't see those players stepping up as much now. But yeah, I think definitely Pedro Neto is a very good shout-out. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure uh, most of the, if most if not all of the top six sides will have their eye on him because uh, this is just brilliant for a 20-year-old to... sort of uh, is the pressure on the team like that i think is uh, something very 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 impressive so uh, mm. now we move to promote have you uh, yeah okay <laughs> so you, i'll just add on to what you say la, and then i'll talk about yeah okay go on go on so go on. Uh, i think arjun of all people know how he was a player of the match against uh, arsenal right i think if i'm not wrong arjun the one where you lost is oh yeah, yeah i think he was yeah, the so player of the match like there was a game where he really stood out like uh, yeah and then Definitely, he's one to look out for for the future, lah. Okay, so yeah. my player is okay. So when we started thinking like brainstorming, I was I wanted to like pick someone from the lower league because people usually go under the radar, and one of those players I feel is Derek Lamptey, right back of uh, uh, Brighton. And mm-hmm. the reason why I think he's one of the he could be okay. So basically, like if you okay, if you look at his height, right, he's only one point six four, which is shorter yeah. than even like Messi and Maradona. <laughs> and history hasn't been kind to. diminutive people of this stature so actually when you look at him as a right back as a defender you don't expect him to perform that well but the way he carries the ball down that right wing or the right flank is quite insane and the fact that he the only reason why Chelsea let him go right is because they have another equally or even better right back in this James which is which which also could be part of this topic but yeah I'm not going to that so yeah this guy is amazing okay so when i say He's when I know you have numbers to back your stuff up. For for me, it's more of like uh, I just because stats are not the best way. For me, it's more of the eye test. If he looks good for the eye, I think he's amazing. And the way he's been playing for Brighton, he's injured now. I think, but in I remember one game, the way, the game where Bruno scored that penalty after the final whistle. That game he absolutely ripped <laughs> apart. Look sure, and he was mm-hmm. very very good in that game. Uh, there was one thing that really stands out, and he's definitely one for the future. And I one one player I really compare him to is like someone like. Uh, Marcelo from Madrid. They have very similar playing styles in that they are not very, very big and aggressive defenders, but they're very technical on the ball, very quick, and they can whip a good cross in, and they win penalties for the team, which is mm-hmm. definitely something very useful. Definitely, yeah lah. So that's what I have to say about Lamptey. Yeah, yeah. 
if, if there's time, I'll drop another name, but I, I don't know if there's time, so up to... No, okay, yeah, drop the name so. and then we'll move on. Okay, no, this is not controversial. It's just a name. What do you think about Declan Rice? Because I don't oh, see the hype in That him. was my oh, second name. So let's, let's, let's not... Let's not uh, yeah, but uh, I think it's... Uh, I, 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 I read Declan Rice. Let's yeah. not step step on the toes of our of uh, shouts from the stands. <laughs> we'll discuss <laughs> okay, Declan fine. Rice later. Yeah, but... Okay, la. if there's no time, it's fine. La. But yeah, that's, that's Lamti. La. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, is everyone done? Yeah. So that's everyone, right? Okay, yep, everyone. sick. So um, swiftly moving on to shouts from the stands, uh, the one segment that you guys uh, seem to love tuning into. Uh, we we have the data from last week. We have the analytics, and you guys seem to <laughs> love this. So <laughs> okay, so uh, this this past week we. <laughs> We asked you guys uh, on Instagram which club in the Premier League has been the surprise package of the season and who has been their catalyst. So, uh, we have, we've had uh, quite a few replies but uh, only about four unique answers. So, uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna uh, condense them together as much as I can. Okay, uh, starting with uh, CB1304 and uh, Ed Soup. I love that name. Uh, the two of them uh, say that Everton have been the surprise package. And uh, Soup didn't give a, a catalyst, but uh, CB says uh, it's James Rodriguez. Uh, who wants to talk about this? Yeah, so I'll take care. Yeah, okay. okay, so definitely, yeah, Everton has been... At one point of them, they were leading and then there were talks of them going to win the league and stuff. So I believe every club over here, at one point, they were very high up on the table. So definitely... The way Ancelotti has been getting the players to play is very good. The, the his signings of Allen and James Rodriguez. Okay, James Rodriguez is what our 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 as you mentioned here. But yeah, equally the other players have been performing well also. Although they have kind of stagnated now, but I feel like in terms of the sub the word surprise package means you don't expect them to perform as well at the start. So I think that's a very fitting title for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, is that it? Can I move on? Yeah. Mm, sure. Okay. Uh, up next, uh, we've had uh, three separate responses saying uh, West Ham have been the surprise package of the season. And uh, so the, the the three people are at Tiha Wen, uh once again. I <laughs> <laughs> Super fan. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Super fan. <laughs> Tiha Wen. Okay. Uh, so Tiha Wen, uh at Prav20, Pravin friend of the show, and uh, another Pravin at Pravin underscore underscore VG say uh, it's West Ham. Uh, both the Pravins say that uh, Suchek is the catalyst, while Tiha Wen says that Declan Rice is the catalyst. He also goes on to say, Men's a monster. If only United spent 80 million on Rice instead of Maguire. So, <laughs> who wants to take this? Who wants to open this can of worms? <laughs> uh, I will how take the re- same thing, but how about we re- I would <laughs> rather not open the can of worms. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, go on. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, West Ham is a very good shout, of course. They are sixth. They have a game in hand on Liverpool, which means if they win, they can go to fourth or yep. fifth if Chelsea win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, it's a, it's a very good season for West Ham, I would say. Uh, I don't really think people expected them to be competing for European sports. But here we are, we are looking at West Ham maybe making Europe and Liverpool not making it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful time to yeah, be alive. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe this might be a bit too personal for me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Suchek is, uh, I would say, personally, I think that is their catalyst. Yeah. But I of course, say, Declan Rice. Yeah. I Declan would say Rice Suchek as well. Sorry, uh, T. Howen. <laughs> I think uh, Suchek, <laughs> his, his performances this season, the goals he's scoring... Uh, sort of gives him the edge over Declan Rice, but uh, yep, I yep. do rate Declan Rice. I, I just like to say something player. about uh, Suchek actually. I, I, I saw this. I saw this insane stat about him. Like I think he has the most headed clearance in the league or something like that. And it's not like it's like no competition. He has like 138 headed clearances, and the next best is like in the hundreds. I don't really have the stat with yeah. me right now, but <laughs> that's just something okay. that really stood out to me, and that's insane, lah. Yeah. Okay, there, there you go. Vikas to hammer home. Yeah, the, the catalyst uh, for West Ham. Yeah, I also like to put it out there that uh, Pravin's Pravin's uh, <laughs> reply is my favorite one. If you guys can. which Pravin, Prav twenty, uh, Prav twenty, yes. Uh, okay, as he takes yep. a piece they are one point behind <laughs> Liverpool for anyone who's uh, keeping count, and <laughs> they have a game in hand. So yep. it's a it's wonderful brilliant. time to be alive. Absolutely, and I and I just wanna I wanna uh, just add on a little bit to this. Uh, Pramod said just now. He said. Uh, like surprise package you don't expect them to perform that well uh, at the start of the season uh, no one expected West Ham to perform this well because last exactly. season they were they yeah. were they were fighting relegation and then all of a sudden now they are they are they are eyeing a Champions League spot if I mean if they play their cards, cards right I think it's possible uh, yeah. Plus, they had some issues with the board. I think, like if you see Mark Noble, he went out and publicly. Yeah, I mean, their 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 owners are their owners are notoriously yeah, like, so not very good. good. Yeah, I think credit yeah. to David Moyes as well. Like he was sacked previously yeah. and he came back and he's done a fantastic job for them. Yeah, like, yeah. All the all the criticism is taken. I mean, including myself when he was at United. I I mean, I still don't believe he should <laughs> be given more time. I think it was the right decision to sack him, because uh, yeah, I don't think United should play that way. But uh, I mean, credit to him; he's been doing well. Finally, a uh, manager of his pedigree gets the respects. I mean, respect he deserves. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's good for West Ham. Okay. Uh, if it's okay, with anyone, I wanna move on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, at Steph Sue and uh, at Timothy Lim, they say uh, Leeds United are a surprise package, and uh, Patrick Bamford is their catalyst. So uh, yep. So who wants to take that? Yeah, I'll take that. So yeah, Leeds United, I think everybody knows that they play some very very nice football, and they are mm-hmm. very they are very very aggressive. So their intention is always to move the ball forward and score goals, and yeah, just play a very attractive style of football. So yeah, I think yeah. the biggest thing that surprises me is their is their ability to translate that play at the Premier League level because it's mm-hmm. all good doing it at the Championship, but can you? You know, keep up with the big boys in the Premier League, and yeah, I think they've they've done pretty well for their first season. And yeah, um, yeah, I agree that Bamford has been a big part of their success. I think twelve goals in your first season back. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Huh? Yeah, and it, it is. Yeah, and uh, I think in terms of catalysts, just the the amount of players they have who are able to have a creative output, like players like Rafinha, Click. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yep. players like Stuart Dallas and Luke Ayling, who are classic, who were who used to be classic defenders before Bielsa came in, are now regularly yep. involved in the build-up play, which is mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's not a very easy thing to pull off. So yeah, I think credit to Bielsa because before he came in, a lot of the players that are are now regulars for them, right? Like they were mm-hmm. in danger of losing their spot and being sold off, 
like players like mm. Ailing and Calvin Phillips who's now seen as a very promising player for England. Mm. Yeah, he's completely transformed the side. So I think you have to give credit to Bielsa and this side and their conviction in playing the way they want to play. Because yeah, like like we've pointed out in previous podcasts, they've gotten hammered because because of this approach. But they've yeah. also gotten some very very good results because of this approach. Mm, yep. So yeah, it's uh, I guess over time we'll see how they adapt to the league. Like I'm very interested to see how they play next season because I don't know whether they will be adopting this same fearless approach or whether they are looking to progress to something more balanced. So yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Knowing Bielsa, I don't think they are going to move to something more balanced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm just curious freak. in terms of uh, defensive recruitments. You know whether they can yeah. they think of of any players that can improve them. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, just one more thing about uh, Suchek. I I just had to correct myself. It wasn't the header clearances. Mm-hmm. Actually, aerial battles won, and uh, Suchek uh-huh. does have one thirty-eight. And the next best is uh, Oli McBurney from Sheffield with. Hundred and one. Oh yes, big Ollie. Oh. <laughs> big Ollie. Yep. So yeah, I mean that's <laughs> still a very no impressive. There's no competition there. Yeah. So it's aerial battles one. Yeah, it's aerial battles one, not uh, header clearances. Just to clarify. Honestly, the the fact that he scored eight goals has still surprises me to this day. Like yeah. I don't know how someone who's playing in the in the central defensive midfield position can score at yeah. such a regular rate. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just very, very surprising. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. a 13-14 Gerrard I tried to you. keep checking his uh, age <laughs> to make sure it's uh, hoping it's under 23 to <laughs> include him into the <laughs> the topic just now. La, but <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I think <laughs> he's, he's not. slightly older. He was just missed the cut. Just okay. missed the I cut. Mean, <laughs> I mean, Diogo Jota just missed the cut. I would have said Diogo Jota but he's, he turned 24 two months ago. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, now, um, the last uh the last submission for shots from the stands is by ru rushil so rushil uh he says uh, man united a surprise package he forgot to to add uh, add their catalyst <laughs> this season but we'll just breeze past that come on because you want to take it away yep so yes uh, yep. thanks rushil for the shout uh i think okay first of all the first player on everyone's lips will be bruno fernandes so i don't want to <laughs> really go into that too much i think it's uh, self explanatory he's taken the most shots in the league and uh, he's uh, quite close to being the top scorer i mean okay sala is still we are ahead but he's in and around that uh, top scorer list and uh, yeah i mean mm-hmm. okay if if you were to ask me personally who has been the catalyst i would say mctominay and fred personally that's my uh, take at least uh, mm-hmm. they've been very very important because they've been protecting the backline very very well and it's key to soja's system uh the way he plays the two two central uh defensive mids sitting in front of the back four so yeah i think it's a very good shot okay for in terms of surprise package i think i think united like okay last season we had a very good uh, surge in form uh, towards the end of the season but i still think uh given the dismal start we had this season no one really expected us to be in the running for the league title then suddenly uh in january we are on top of the league and uh, we are actually in the mix so yeah definitely in that sense from where we started off in the season and to where we are right now where i think city are still going to run away with it but to be still in the mix to have a outside chance of winning the title i think is still uh something that's uh, quite surprising and uh definitely a very good shot for being the surprise package of the season yeah okay but ultimately the thing is that people didn't expect united to mm. be challenging for the title this season uh. yeah. yeah probably 
but people I think thought, we were expected uh, to close the gap. I think I think people did, you know, to be honest, like like towards the end of last year. I don't know. Season, I right, didn't personally. Actually, had that I, amazing run. I saw United competing for Champions League, but title was. Uh, It came like, as a surprise to me. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. What I mean is, I mean, I feel more so this start of this season because we had we lost the first game to Crystal Palace three one. It was so bad. Like ah, yes. even the even the seasons where we are not in the mix, right? We we they generally win our first games. Like it's like we beat Chelsea four zero. We 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 are we are supposed to win the first games. We always get off to a good start, and that kind of a start just seemed to. I personally thought that Sosja maybe. He's going to get sacked or something like the run of fixtures he was having, but uh, thank thank God that everyone had a very bad run of games and uh, <laughs> somehow we are in the mix for the title race and yeah, I mean still stand by Sokja as my man lah, but <laughs> that's another <laughs> debate for another day lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want I want to move <laughs> on to uh, yeah. football mythbusters uh, this week. Uh, will be presented to you proudly by uh, Mr. Tarun. So Tarun, please take it away. Yes, I will. So, uh, you know, after last week, we talked about uh, things like officiating and uh, refereeing decisions. And I think there's a couple of things that, uh, you know, it's a, it, there have been a misconception among many football fans. And one such thing is the last man idea. So basically the idea that if you are the last man and you foul a defender who is... Uh, Uh, if you foul an attacker who is coming at you, it is a straight red card. Uh-huh. But that is not true. Uh-huh. In fact, there is no such thing as a last man in the FA rules. Okay. So what we are actually t- talking about in this case is the rule called the denying obvious goal scoring opportunity. Uh-huh. So what the rule says is, if you stop a def- uh, if you stop an attacker who is clear through on goal, it is a foul. And it is a serious foul, but it uh-huh. is not a red card offense. Okay. So, what is a red card offense in an obvious goal scoring opportunity is if you handball and you stop the play. But Ooh. if you foul inside the box, uh-huh. as a denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity, uh-huh. if you attempted to play the ball, it is not a direct red card. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, the penalty still gets given, but it's not a red card. So, if let's say you go in for a tackle, you miss the tackle, you are the last man, but uh, the penalty gets given, you don't get a red card, you get off with a yellow card. Uh-huh. But of course, if you go in and you uh, have some rough play, you push the player or something, if you don't attempt to play the ball, that is a red card. Okay. So, it so is what is... Uh, Yes, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, so it's dependent Because on whether the guy goes for the ball or not. That, that, that is the yeah. defining factor. On yes, exactly. Is. You have to attempt to play the ball to not get a red card. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's um, yeah Tarun, are you done? Uh, yeah, just uh, one more thing about yeah, yeah, go, uh, go, go. some of the factors that constitute what an uh, obvious goal-scoring opportunity refers to. Uh, the things that are taken into consideration will be things like uh, distance between the attacker with the ball and the goal. The mm-hmm. general direction of the play, the uh-huh. likelihood of a keeper uh, of the player keeping or taking the ball, and the location and the number of defenders uh, around the attacker. Right. So all these okay. things have to be just nice to yep. actually send a player off for this offense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What I wanted to say is, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Are you done first? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay. Yeah, so what I wanted to say is uh, after listening to this, I think it paints the David Luiz 
uh, red card that we talked about in the last episode in a whole other light because uh, it sort of ticks all the boxes for it to be a red card because Luis's foot was nowhere near the near the ball. Mm. So from a rule standpoint, I think after what Tarun has mentioned here, I think that was the from a rule standpoint that's the correct decision. Whether the rules should be like that is a different debate because. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell into it again. But then you know, like uh, I, I don't even know how much Louis knew about like. Ah, uh, yeah. You guys get what I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think okay. this is a pretty yeah big misconception, like the whole last man idea. But yeah, it's uh, this that idea of last man is not in the rules at all. Mm, yeah. It just reminds okay. me of the you know the Suarez handball against Ghana. So only if you do that kind of a. Yeah, that is that is considered serious. So yes, yes, that's serious to become a red card, lah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But just like if you handball push. anywhere in the field, and you're and it's an obvious goal scoring opportunity, it's a straight red. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Just. Kind yeah. Of, okay. Is this a new like this last man thing? I'm just curious. I don't know. If, I mean, you don't necessarily have to answer this, lah. I mean, it's yeah. The thing is, like, I'm just wondering if this is actually a new rule that was in, or has it been there for uh, quite uh, some time. I don't think it's particularly new. I think maybe it's a few seasons because I remember they changed some of these uh, rules yes. about obvious goal scoring opportunities. I think maybe two or three seasons back. Not too sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's so uh, it's pretty yeah. recent, right? I think before that there was still the last man rule, right? It's just that I I think so. Yeah. I think they changed it to not a straight rate in mm. that sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite recently. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Okay, so uh, yeah, are we done with that topic? Yeah, yeah, yep, I, so. I am done. Uh, okay, so let's move on to L of the week. Uh, who has uh, okay? Yeah, L of the week. I mean, <laughs> stupid of me to ask. Uh, L of the week goes to Alison Becker. In case uh, you guys for some reason didn't see the intro of this video, Adrian, Adrian but... Becker. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so l of the week goes to Alison. i'm uh, i'm sorry ali uh but yeah uh and the next segment dub of the week the last and final segment uh who has a dub of the week for me this week i would like to point out mr tarun for having a fantastic fps yeah okay dub of the week is tarun for having oh by the way guys oh if you haven't joined the fps God. please join the link will yep. be in our instagram or Yep. Either in this uh, YouTube link description, yeah. Okay, coming back, yeah. He actually made a. I thought my in my book was a fantastic move, lah. Yeah, he it was a double game week for Gunduan, and he triple captain him, and uh, my man Tarun got fifty <coughs> seven points from uh, <laughs> just one match alone, <laughs> and he still has to play Everton. So yeah, so he's probably going to be dominating the TNT Fantasy Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, you guys cannot but, take. But the please, da- take I, I need. If you guys want, but it's just I, I need a. Play. I need a. I need a football dub of the week, please. <laughs> I was going to say Gundogan for the performance against Liverpool and City, but that kind of converges with what Vika says. So yes, so we have a dual dub of the week. I mean, one is real life, the other is FPL. I don't think it's the same. Okay. Does anyone else have a have a? Really? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, this is. Uh, this is not good, because uh, Ellison's L sort of is Gundogan's dub. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh no! So, but I'm talking in terms of taking over the position that's left empty. By oh, KD. okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. Fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair, fair. Okay, okay. So okay, my he has bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. to that role of uh, right the next KDB or what? Like, yeah. yeah. 
kasi so, okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, I agree okay. with that. So, so, so dub of the week is uh, Gundogan for, you know, either filling the role of uh, Kevin De Bruyne, filling the space left behind by Kevin De Bruyne really well, or helping Tarun get uh, go to the top of the table in the, <laughs> in, the in the next team FPL league. So, sure, sure, that works. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, is is your choice, uh, guys? Uh, so, uh, whatever you guys think. So, uh, Gundogan gets the dub of the week. Uh, the reason yeah, is I think uh, you had uh, something else in mind. Ah, mm. uh, sorry. I think you had something else in mind for dub of the week. Uh, no, let's not go there. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's, let's let's end the let's end the let's end the podcast here. Uh, okay, so uh, okay, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, yep, yeah, see ya. <laughs>